Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, sports fans, Coach Nick here, and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown live show coming at you after game five of the NBA Finals between the Nuggets and the Heat. It is all over, as we predicted. Great to see everybody in here. Can't wait to chop it up and talk about it more. Uh, and as always, I'm joined by Andrew Combo Salop, and let's talk about this game. Combo, uh, what are your initial thoughts? Congrats to the Denver Nuggets. Jokic's quote, is just stuck in my head now. Wait. The job, <laughs> this guy said, I don't know in verbatim, but pretty much the job is done now. We can go home. <laughs> the job is done. Yes. And he can go back to Sambor and ride some horses. Yeah, he's, he's definitely going to get a new horse after all this. You know? <laughs> right. He deserves it. Uh, what, a, what a game. Not a, not a particularly pretty game, I would say. Right? Uh, uneven. The referees didn't seem to want to have any, much of an effect, although – with that in mind, they had the effect because they weren't calling stuff. I think both teams were upset about it in the first half. Um, perhaps the Nuggets had more gripe than the other team, but they were up, so they needed to fight through it. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if you could explain the, the, the three-point shooting in the first half. Uh, it was really not good, Bob. The, qu- the question that I have for you is on that Max Strews play when he tried to dunk it, you always hear people say, hand is part of the ball. Is that actually the case when it comes to the rule book? It is. It is. If your hand is in contact with the ball, you can make contact with the hand. Um, and if the, if you're on the shot and then it becomes any part of the wrist is where, you know, you get the foul. Mm-hmm. So I actually didn't see the replay. I was busy doing this other live show and, and doing stuff. So I didn't see the replay. Did it? Did he get the, it was a hand? Is that what he did? Not the ball? Yeah, he actually got the bucket somehow. It like, you know, one of those dunks where you don't actually dunk it. It kind of like you lose the ball and then it. It turns into a layup off the backboard yeah. in some form or fashion. So he did that. He was upset because he felt like he got fouled, but it looked like it was mostly hand from KCP, I believe. Yeah. No, if, if it's in contact with the ball and you're allowed to hit the hand for sure, that is a thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and a lot of great defensive plays, by the way, out there. Uh, yeah, the team's I, playing super hard, obviously. I mean, it's the NBA yeah. Finals. But, I mean, this was like high intensity, high intensity to the highest degree. Yeah, and I you know like Jimmy ran out of bullets, but there was a second there where I thought he wasn't going to uh, and, and kind of keep him because it was weird. They had a seven-point lead going down toward the stretch. It felt like it was over, and then all of a sudden they get the three-point shot. Uh, by the way, that foul uh, that they called and they reviewed on the corner three-point shot by Butler, um, you know, it's uh, it's outside the two, the last two-minute report, so we're not going to get a, uh, a more of an analysis on that. But, you know, it, it did go to Secaucus. They did review it a whole bunch of times. And um, listen, it's funny. I advocate for the kind of leg kick out that we see here um, is um, is very natural. You're moving to your right and you're rotating in the air and your your legs flow out. And there, sometimes the right, the right leg will kick out a little farther to control that rotation. Um, we normally don't see that being recognized as much by the referees. I feel like they'll call that, you know, or, or, they, or they won't call foul. You can almost call an offensive. 
but it did feel like Jimmy initiated the contact with his foot, right? I don't know. How did you feel about that? Yeah, I think a little bit. I think, you know, when it's an unnatural shooting motion, that's what you have to go by. And it felt a little bit unnatural with the leg kick. But I do feel like in general, NBA players aren't doing it as much now, right, since they cracked down on it. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're not going to see them kicking it out to get the contact. But Jimmy, every shot he takes on the right side of the floor, he kicks his right leg out. If you notice that, it's a weird thing where you do it. And I, I'll teach it when you're running hard to your right and you pull up and you're rotating and you kick it out to control that turn. He does it on like spot ups where he's not even moving. It's weird. You know, like Lana's left foot only. So that's his thing. They must have taken all that into consideration um, and, and gave him that call and gave him the review on it, too. It, it was just a little bit weird, only because it's like he kind of kicks him in the ball in the groin area, uh, Aaron Gordon. And, you know, I'm not even sure it really affected much, but um, I suppose there, there's your thing. You can't be that close, but you're supposed to be able to get close to try and, you know, uh, contest. It was weird. But let's get to our first super chat because. If you want your question answered, the best way to do that is to do the Super Chat on YouTube. We'll give you a lot of hype and love and thanks. Um, and it's a great way to just uh, interact with us and get your, your stuff on the screen. So best friend of the breakdown, Bron, the Canadian, thank you so much. And he doesn't even have a question. He just wants to say, I appreciate you in combos coverage, these playoffs. Uh, Bron, we, we appreciate you. And, we, and we've always looked forward to find, seeing you in our comments every, uh, just I think every live show, right? He's been there for us. Yeah, man. I'm sorry I called you a hoser multiple times, but uh, you are from Canada, and that's what we say uh, to people from Canada. So uh, thank you so much for your super chat. Really, really generous. And, um, you know, I'm going to probably get a little choked up here because this is the last, you know, post game live show we're going to have this year. Yeah, it is. I guess we got to wait till next year unless we do um, a draft. Draft or summer league or something to that effect. Yeah, we'll do all of those things. WNBA, we could try and do. Which, by the way, reminds me that we should be doing these more during the regular season. Uh, oh yeah. As well, now I know you got to keep you up a little bit, but we, you know we don't have to do one every other day. But we'll try and do them where uh, you know we can keep this going because I, I love the post game shows. To me, are the best, and I think everyone timing wise works the best for everybody too. Totally agree. Um, so, what else do we have here to talk about um, in the game? Uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, he, he, never he showed up. He showed up. He showed up. I mean, towards the end of the game, you know, he finally hit a three. The shooting wasn't there. But I think for him, it was more the energy than anything else, right? He showed a lot of energy in this game, even though it wasn't the most efficient game. You know, he struggled. He struggled this entire finals. But he didn't look discouraged in this game. As I said, he showed a lot of energy. And, you know, he helped his team win a championship as the third best player on a championship team at the age of, I think, of 25. So it's, it's yeah. quite incredible. Now, he played 34 minutes. He, he, they benched him down the stretch. He was not in the game. They had, they had Bruce Brown in for him. Um, and he was seven Which was great. Yeah. One for six, but he had 13 rebounds. Yeah. Three assists um, and 16 points. So he was fine, but, like, defensively, I, I wasn't really happy with what he was doing either. Um, th there's a thing with him that I need to really kind of break out uh, a little bit more with more focus. I don't know if he knows their offense that well. I kind of feel like in the back of my brain, I'm noticing, I was noticing sort of more and more, they'll come out of a timeout and he just is in the wrong spot. He's looking around and like, he's just in the way, like he's not, he doesn't know what they're doing. Um, and I um, don't know if that's true or not, but I really want to take a deep dive and look because I feel like there's something there. And uh, have you, does that feel at all like you recognize that? I feel like you're right, but I also feel there's cases in basketball when that one guy doesn't really know what he's doing, but he's like an absolute bucket getter. I mean, usually right. they're like a six man off the bench that 
you know, it's beneficial because the defense can't really get used to what that player is doing. So, <laughs> I guess. you know, it, it could be a pro or a con, but I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it also reminds me of like Serge Ibaka was a little very similar where, you know, I don't know if there was a language barrier or what, but like he would simply like come out of these timeouts for OKC and just have no idea what they're running. And the only problem with that is if you're the point guard, you're like, you know, whatever, it, it gets frustrating because you, you're trying to go somewhere and he's looking around and he's in the way and he's not where he's supposed to be. It's frustrating. Here's the question. Who's the point guard of this team? Of uh, this team? Mm-hmm. Of uh, the Denver Nuggets? Well, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you, Jamal Murray is the, the lead guard, right? But, you know, I guess you have to call Jokic the, the point guard, right? Yeah, I think they both take on the responsibilities, right? And, like, during the regular season, you'd see Aaron Gordon taking up the ball, Bruce Brown bringing up the ball. I think yeah. this is the future of basketball. And I think we're going to see more Jokic-type players. Not as good as Jokic. I'm not saying it. But we're going to see more and more of this. Once you see, like, a team – Win a championship, there's going to be a lot of copycatting going on, yeah. and we'll see more of big men in initiating offense. I also think when you see Jokic grab the rebound and push, even like at 75% speed, yeah. it, just, it creates a lot of mismatches, and it allows – like that's why Draymond is so great with the Warriors is because all of a sudden now you have Clay and Steph just filling lanes and spreading the floor instantly versus having to come back for a, an outlet pass. I've always – even when I was coaching the high school level, I love to be able to have the rebounder just go – because ultimately it kind of felt like it was faster than pivoting, throwing the, the uh, outlet. The guy catches it, and then he has to get going top speed. By that time, even though the pass does go far faster than a runner, uh, by that time, oftentimes you, you could be pretty close to that at top speed down the middle of the floor, and the defense isn't ready for that. So um, I think uh, it is beneficial. And, and by the way, uh, you now have those guys who would have been coming back and receiving and being stationary. They're now 20 feet farther down the court than they would have been by the time that happened. So it's really big. I don't even, and I think, you know, more teams need to realize that for their big guys, you know, like, like it's the Clint Capellas, right. Who don't get any chance to put the ball on the ground or do anything else like that. Maybe they can, I don't know, but let's get to some super chats. We got uh, Nikhil Atar. Uh, no, Nikhil has been around for the begin since the beginning of B-Ball Breakdown, and it's really great to see him out there. To- the most positive guy I've ever been uh, around and, and read and, and heard from. Uh, and his question is, do you think the Nuggets would have beaten the Warriors? We were a 15-point fourth quarter from Walker away from a different timeline. Uh, a 15-point fourth quarter from Walker, which which is Walker? I don't Who, know. Which Walker? Kemba Walker? No. 15.4th quarter from Walker. What, what, Walker Kessler, Utah Jazz? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Which Walker are we talking about? Anyway, but would the Nuggets have beaten the Warriors? Uh, so let's just talk about, I guess, last year, right? The, the last year's Warriors team? Oh, uh, no. Nah. Right? Oh, I didn't know if he was talking about, like, if this year's Warriors team made the finals. I don't know. Um, well, let's let's try. Let, let's just pretend it's last year's. I mean, they, they don't – that Warriors team last year or this year didn't, would not have really had an answer. I know they have um, they have Kavon Looney, but – I need to look at some of those uh, regular season matchups. I, I just can't imagine him being able to do a lot of a uh, lot with uh, Jokic. But then again, they let him score and try and shut down everybody else. But uh, I don't. I don't know if they could have done that. I think a better way to attack Jokic, if you have the personnel, is if you have a stretch big, right? Like Draymond is kind of similar to Bam in the sense is they don't shoot it that well, and they're kind of like hubs, you know, yeah. like like passers from the top. So I think like almost like somebody of the cat. Archetype, not saying cat because he obviously has his issues in the playoffs, but if somebody could really stretch it, I think that would put more pressure on Denver's defense. A big that yeah. could stretch it. But let's not forget what made cat really unfair was when he was playing the five. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, yeah, and, and well, and he couldn't do that this past year. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So that precisely. was precisely, precisely. Yeah, and that was a big difference. And they they, they were making it kind of work, but uh, no, it was weird. But anyhow, That's a, like yeah. like like how about the KD Warriors? I mean, what would the, what would Denver have done de- uh, defensively with KD at the five? Oh my god. Yeah. No. I guess they I guess they would put him on Draymond when Draymond was playing, right? They put Jokic on Draymond. Yeah. Maybe all right. Yeah. That would be okay. I mean, kind of. I mean, it, it would be tough, but like this, this, by the way, the defensive rating of the Nuggets in the playoffs this year would have ranked them fifth in the in overall in the in the regular season. They really tightened up the defense. And the part of that is just because Jokic doesn't really play a lot of defense in the regular season. He wants to protect himself from the fouls and getting injured. So he does a little stuff, but you can tell there's a there's a difference as he ratchets up his energy level. And the other thing that's interesting is he can force misses around the rim without having to jump and contest. He strips the ball all the time. And he got a bunch of strips in the first half. But even when you miss and you don't get it and you get air, the, the movement of the ball away from that hand and then trying to get it back up could force misses. So he's really good at that, uh, yeah. and uh, as long as he doesn't, you know, as long as he doesn't miss and like nail the guy's wrists and get cheap fouls, um, it is another way you can use to to protect the rim without having to get up in the air. You know, it's really um, it, it's really uh, impressive on his end with the quick hands. I always notice like bad players do that, if that makes sense. Like players that can't really play, they're just always swiping. Swipe I mean, it shouldn't be. Look at Steph Curry does that all the time. Steph yeah. Curry yeah. swipes, swipes, and yeah. digs. Dares yeah. referee to call the foul. They're not going to call it every time. Uh, yeah. I know I taught it. I, I didn't teach it as much that we called it the um, the Chicago swipe. The Chicago, what would I have? It was just a long time ago because we learned growing up that that's what you're trying to do is as you're sliding, the guy's driving, you're waiting, you're waiting, and then you try and just. And the way we taught it was you, you, the hand goes out and then comes back towards you, not up and down where you, where you get fouls. And if you miss, you get a foul because it looks too, you know, uh, overt. So it's up, and as he's coming up, and you get it, uh, you know, he, he brings the ball up into your hand, basically. Uh, the Chicago swipe, is that – we had a cool name for it. And it's a lot, a lot of the Chicago guards would do that, and it really is effective. It really can cause guys to have to keep the ball away, and now you're in a weird position and awkward to try and finish. At the high school level, it really works. And I think uh, Jokic proved that tonight that it, it works at the NBA level too. Uh, let's get to our next Super Chat, but thank you, Nikhil. Uh, and Starks 007. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and and Fist back to you. Something about slow Europeans that confuses the NBA. Laugh out loud. This means Luca Finals MVP 2025 up next. I pray. So happy for so happy for Jamal coming back from injury. I would have been a little bit happier for Jamal if he had played better. I mean, his first half was really a stinker. Um, I think on both ends, I just feel like he was getting abused by Jimmy and then um, and then couldn't hit a shot. And let's not forget about MPJ's back injuries. I think he's had multiple back surgeries. Oh, yeah. So for him to come back from that and be a contributor on a championship team, a starter, their third best player, just absolutely phenomenal. And I feel like on this live show, we're just, we're, we're not even praising the Nuggets enough, right? I mean, they just won an NBA title, even though Jokic is acting uh, like, <laughs> like he just wants to get back home. I mean, it, it really is an impressive title from such a young team that has such a bright future. Oh, I've been fighting people all day on Twitter by saying that I believe at some point we're going to look back on this team and realize it was an all-time great team. And part of that, and what, what people were freaking out about was, it's like, well, you got to win like two in a row for you to get into that conversation, right? And that's probably true. Um, but and, and I don't care who they beat to get here because, again, they can't control that. 
And they dispatched who they dispatched in a way that indicates to me that they are a great team. You have an all-time center. We, I, don't, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that Jokic is going to be an all-timer when it's all said and done. He will oh, be yeah. a top 10 player in the league all time, right? Something like that. The, the top 10 is going to get massively rewritten in the next like 20 years, right? You're going to have to get, there's going to, if you can believe like Wilt Chamberlain, some of those guys are going to end up getting pushed down and you're probably not going to be able to argue it anymore. When the KDs retire and, uh, and you know, like guys like Jokic and, and, and LeBron's, it's like there's not going to be room for, for like bird and magic, you know what I mean? In the top 10, at some point, there's not going to be room for them. I, I, I can't believe I'd even begin to say that. But anyway, all-timer in Jokic, you know, the way Murray had been playing until tonight, was was as good as anybody, right? We saw it from him as good as any guard we're going to see in the playoffs. That was as good as you're going to play. Great supporting cast. I know it's a small rotation, but still, they fit together so well. This is a team that's really, really good. Excellent. Excellent team. It, they have a decentralized type style of offense. It doesn't rely on just Jamal or just Jokic initiating offense. Great culture building in every sense of the word. And they did it the right way. They didn't name Chase. They built through the draft. They built through free agency. And I think this is actually the future of the NBA. I think we're in a new era where teams will look more like the Nuggets than, let's say, like the Nets, who just tried to put some stars together. Uh, yes, exactly. The, the chemistry is really important. It's certainly at the top when you have Jamal Murray and Jokic playing so many years together. And then you can throw MPJ in there. Um, who else? KCP has been there for, what, two years now? Yeah, I mean, they lost Jeremy Grant and got Aaron Gordon, who was even a better fit for this team. So oh, that yeah, was a yeah. phenomenal pickup. And, you know, there was actually a time period when Aaron Gordon was first acquired by the Nuggets in a trade and Jamal Murray was still healthy, mm -hmm. that they were showing flashes of this team. They were the best team in basketball. It was a small sample size, but you could see it even back then. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, so Aaron Gordon has been there for two and a half years. KCP has been there for same or maybe two um where is it how come i can't find it contavious there he is uh let's see kcp got there actually no this is his first year my goodness i'm losing my mind he was in washington last year uh so that was impressive for kcp to be able to blend in but then again that's the kind of player he is that blends in really really well um for them so let's see i'm kind of curious he 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 had a couple shots down the stretch though that were big because i thought he played not so great either tonight uh, KCP. Yeah, he made some outstanding hustle plays. And one thing about KCP, that guy is fast, man. Like, yeah, did you see him fast. on that hustle play? He right. Is an he is fast. A, yeah, layup. yeah he, he is an athlete. He's an athlete. Bruce Brown, too. Those guys yeah. are athletes. He's tough. He can shoot it, you know, and he, he hit a couple shots, but like, you know, he had a couple. He's, he, he's had a number of like really um, confounding fouls uh, in this playoff series that were just like, what are you doing? And then another one there where I know Mike Malone was trying to even argue it, but it was like, I don't know, it was a pretty clear foul. He was in a position where he shouldn't have been on a handoff or whatever. Uh, and it's, it's not the first time. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, interesting. There was a moment there. We had a, we had a, a wasted dive by the heat and it looked like they were going to get punished, but then they got a steal because the guy tried to skip it to the left corner. I mean, that, that was a crazy sequence. And that was sort of exemplary of how, how uh, how much energy everyone's giving out, and they they were laying it all out there. Everybody was trying to do whatever they could to make this thing happen. So it's not surprising the game would have been a little bit uglier that way. Um, but but what a game! I mean, Larry says it right. What a game! Uh, even though yeah. I can't say it was ugly for a lot of it, but it was also exhilarating. Yeah, 
I mean, if you talk to anybody that works in the NBA, they'll tell you how hard winning an NBA championship actually is. But Coach Jake, do you feel like this seemed like, I don't know, I don't want to say easy, but man, they kind of like just rolled through competition in a way, even though they had some tough close games. Yeah. That, I mean, again, that's what I'm saying is, and everyone's going to, or people are going to point to the fact that this is an eighth seed, but this was not an eighth seed. This is a team that went to the conference finals last year. Uh, they have finals experience from the year 2020, whatever that bubble. was. Yeah, bubble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like th that was not, um, you know, a team that really was a real eighth seed. Uh, the Lakers are, you know, were really, really, really good. You know, I know LeBron was hurt, whatever, a little bit, and and uh, but you know, AD was not and didn't and was outplayed thoroughly. Um, you know, so they can't control that. They and as a result, because you might want to say that the competition wasn't up to the level that people wanted it to be, well, they dispatched it as they should have if, to be a good, a great all-time great team. So, no question uh, that they steamrolled uh, the way they were supposed to, and you know they had a couple of tough ones because those are always knockout games are always very tough, uh, but they got it done. Who do you think gives them their most competition next season? I guess there's oh. going to be so, so many moves to be made, right? In between yeah, now and then. No, we're talking about Lonnie Walker. That's who we were talking about from this year. Uh, now I'm looking at the comments from back then, not Kemba. But Lonnie Walker. Remember Lonnie had that big game? Right. Uh, had he oh, not yeah, had yeah. that game, they wouldn't have made it, uh, right? Um, yeah. yeah. That was big for them. Uh, anyway, what were we saying? Yeah, who do you think is their biggest competition for next season? Obviously, there's going to be some off-season moves that will be made. People are actually talking Dame to Miami and I just got done saying how teams won't be name chasing anymore but when you have culture in place already I don't think it's the worst idea to bring in Dame Lillard it'd just be interesting in who they could package for him right well I mean you know he would replace Lowry right I mean that's that's yeah but you would have to make a trade that makes sense for the Blazers and the competition of people trying to get Dame as well if Dame wants to leave at all yeah I mean maybe, maybe I would probably try and maybe put Hero on that package yeah, I'm sure Portland would want Bam, but I don't think Dame would be happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can they get any? Can they get it done? Can they get a trade done without giving up Bam? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of draft capital they have either. Yeah, uh, Butler and Dame. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Um, but who else would would, would challenge them? Um, let's see here. I mean, Minnesota has an, you know, I wish they could, you know, make a big trade again and get back to what was making them so good. They could be that, that one of those teams that's going to be really tough. Uh, same with Memphis, but like Memphis is not going to have draw for half the season, at least probably. New Orleans could be another team. And some of these teams are, are building something, um, but it's all contingent on certain things. The Clippers again, I mean, like, you know, I, I don't really have any faith that Paul George and Kawhi could stay healthy long enough, but. If they ever did, they would they would be there. And the Lakers too. If LeBron is, I mean, it's hard to imagine a thirty nine year old LeBron uh, having the kind of impact he can. But you know, if his if his foot is better, you know, then then there are there are a number of teams. The Nuggets, you know, were able to capitalize. By the way, I was looking at it. They they kind of took it easy the last month of the season. They went like seven and nine. You know, they weren't playing Jokic a lot. They weren't playing a lot of starters. So they, that's why they only won fifty three games. They would have won almost sixty, no problem. I'm sure. Jokic. All of a sudden, stats went downhill when he heard he was stat padding. It's almost like he wanted to prove people wrong. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, that happens. But let's get to our next Super Chat because this is from SJ with the Juan, I think. I don't know how much that is, but it's a lot of Juan. Um, is team-style b-ball going get more coverage now that Denver won and Jokic's style definitely works? 
There was concern about finals viewership, and it was kind of disturbing when people like Dan Patrick kept saying Jokic is boring. I mean, I, I agree. I, I don't understand how you'd say with the passing that he can throw and the in the in the, the 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 touch he has in the in the post. You know, it's funny. We we kind of lament that we went away from the post ups and the good footwork, and then here comes the guy that does that, and now we're not going to recognize that. Um, very very strange that people wanted to kind of tear down Denver like they did. But uh, what do you think? Is this going to who are the teams that play like Denver now? I mean, you're talking about teams that basically don't play a heliocentric style of play. So the Warriors, the Kings, the Heat even, decentralized offense. Uh, who else we got in the mix there? Um, I don't know. Definitely, It's definitely not Boston. It's definitely not the Mavs. It's definitely not the Hawks. Not it's the definitely Bucks. not the Sixers. It's not the Bucks. Not the Suns. No, nah, not I mean, unless CP3 moves away and they, yeah, it's not the Suns because they play yeah. ISO ball. I mean, yeah. really, it's like the, the, like the handoffs, right? If we, if we were going on synergy right now and just check, like, who ha has the most handoffs, we could do that real quick if you wanted to. Um, let me just, uh, let's do it's more, it's more, it's less heliocentric and more read and react. Yeah. Wait, do they have, wait, let me see. Do we have handoffs in the play types? And now I'm losing my mind. This is where, yeah, they do. Uh, well, dribble handoffs. All right. So let's go to dribble handoffs right now. And let's look at the teams in the, um, oh, am I stuck in the playoffs? Yeah. Let me, let me do regular season. In the regular season this year, the percentage of time, here are the teams that lead in handoffs, which I think is not a bad, you know, uh, way to look at this. The Kings, uh, the Spurs, the Warriors, Heat. Okay. The teams I named. Uh, the Magic and the Jazz. Mm. Portland. So where is Denver? Denver is only 10th? That's bizarre. Denver, according to this, only uh, finished plays off the handoff 5.4% 5. of the time. Now, if we went to the playoffs, I bet you Denver goes up a lot. Let's see here. Denver, uh, let's see here. Where are they? Denver went up to 7.2%, right? So when they really started running their offense the right way and executing everybody playing in those 19, in the 20 games, seven points. That's that's a big jump. It's a 50% jump practically uh, in handoffs. Um, so, yeah, so we're seeing that. We're, we're seeing more and more teams. And really what it comes down to are like, yeah, who are the teams that are throwing the ball and then chasing their own pass back for the handoff? It's really one of the keys, right? And it's a real triangle, real Princeton kind of offense uh, of action. So that to me has always been really exciting. And I can't, I can't get over – how much I love when the Heat do their do that handoff and then do the quick pocket pass back. Love that action. It's so hard to guard. I mean, you're a real basketball guy, Coach Nick. So I don't think maybe the general fan, the person that tunes in for just the playoffs and the finals, care about all that. You know, <laughs> like we're basketball guys, so it's a little bit different. I don't think like a person who watches every sport and kind of just like you know season by season is going to care about like. Who's playing decentralized offense? Who's playing heliocentric ball? Who is giving handoffs? You know what I mean? So you don't think they're going to gravitate toward like quick ball movement and player movement and all that kind of stuff? That's not interesting. Yeah, it sounds like fun to me. But I think, you know, when you, it, it's kind of true. Like when you do have a star like Jokic, it's not like having like, you know, I don't know, like a LeBron James, a Michael Jordan, even like, an eccentric character like John ja Morant, even though, you know, he obviously has other things going on right now. It's, it's, he's like, you know, he's a quiet guy, goes to work, goes home. It's not as fun for the, for the, um, what, what, what's the fan that's like not that into it? What's the right way to say it? I don't know. Fairweather fan or, yeah, Fairweather, yeah. Casual. Yeah, casual, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good points. All right. Let's get to our next super chat. We have a few here to catch up to. 
where is our best friend of the breakdown? Barth, 3,400. Barth, thank you so much from Canada. Is Jokic now the greatest European player ever because he got his title? Versus, like, I guess Luka would be the only other option, right? Dirk. No, Dirk. Oh, ever, Dirk. he said. Yeah, yeah. Is Jokic better than Dirk? Yeah, I think so. I, you know what? But personally, I just like the way Jokic plays basketball better than Dirk, even though Dirk was great. So I'm probably like the wrong person to ask. But even from like an un unbiased lens, I would have to say Jokic. Yeah, because Jokic has the scoring like Dirk had the scoring. And then Jokic has a whole other level of passing. Better post-up uh, player, like low post-up player. Yeah, you know? I mean, Dirk, Dirk would do that too. And he had that, you know, the, the Dirk leg. But yeah, yeah I, I would probably, yeah, I would put Jokic above Dirk at this point. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so great question, but it really interesting. And again, there, there's going to be another couple. I mean, the next best player again is going to be from Europe or not from America, probably. So wait, we we also, I mean, Giannis is from Europe. Yeah. So I mean, all the best we, players are from somewhere else now. So are we putting Jokic above Giannis? Oh, interesting. That's the one we don't usually. We always we usually do Embiid and Jan and Jokic. We don't usually do Giannis and Jokic. Yeah. I don't um, know. Wow. That's interesting because Giannis has the defensive stuff above Jokic. Yeah, I, I I like Jokic's game better. I feel he's better, but I mean Giannis just won a championship and had a fifty piece. You know, to, he did. He did. He did. To, but you know, so. if you're talking about skill, you got to go with Jokic. Oh, I mean, skill. Yeah. I mean, it's just pure skill. Giannis isn't even. I don't know. Top seven in the league. Top ten in the league. Right. Just skill level. Just straight wow. skill. I'm going to take that clip. I'm going to put it on Twitter and then step back and watch it burn. Because if you try, if I try to say that, I think I would, I wouldn't have any followers left. Why? I, I'm just talking about skill. Now, skill isn't the only thing in basketball. It's the yeah, most important. It's the most dominant, one of the most dominant players. Yeah. It's but, the most important skill in basketball. No, it's the most important thing in terms of like development of a player, but it's not everything. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I must be, I have you on this. Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, not not fatigue. Um, when you are um, when you're like you fight a war and you come back and you have um, flashbacks and whatever. Uh, PS PTSD. I got like, PTSD. Like Cat is more skilled than Giannis, but Giannis is way better. You know? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I hear it. All right. Well, let's get to the Drew Show. Friend of the breakdown, the Drew Show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. MPJ showed up. Exclamation point. Still got bench and crunch time for Brown. That's what I was saying. He, I mean, he did show up. He hit, he hit a three finally because he was really bad all three long. Even the three he hit, if you notice, we, I pointed out in the live show I had during the game, he, he like bent his legs uh, on the way up in the weird kicking out thing where he just wasn't comfortable, right? He just didn't look like he could get it. The ball was a clean swish, so give him the credit for it. But, uh, you know, here's the thing about, about hanging in the air. Like I've been never – I, I kind of like, you know, I blanch at that when I see guys like Caleb Martin or I see, uh, you know, um, MPJ doing this. It's hard to shoot that way. Now, Michael Porter Jr. has hundreds and hundreds of games to, of, of, of macro uh, data to prove that he can do that. He's got calibrated. He can make those shots at a high clip. But when the mental aspect becomes an issue and there's pressure like he faced, like he had never faced before, it doesn't surprise me that all of a sudden that calibration goes out the window because it has to be pretty perfect for that to, to make it go in. Uh, and then as a result, he was, you know, what, four for 25 from the, in the finals you know, and, and it really hurt them. And if he was even anywhere nor, near normal, then it would have been a sweep probably. Austin Rivers mentioned lately, recently, I shall say on a podcast that MPJ is the best shooter he ever played with. That was pretty interesting because Austin Rivers played on a good amount of NBA teams. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll have to look at the other players he must have played with, but like, 
you know, I, I just see that. And again, it, 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 and what does best shooter really mean necessarily? But, um, you know, all I can tell you is that when you when you see a guy hang in the air like that from 26 feet away, like he does, it's like I, you know, I, I, I'm always amazed. Like when when Martin went on his heater, you know, I, I couldn't believe he'd get any more than 34 percent of, of his shots the way he shoots uh, like that. And yet he did. But I bet you he finished probably around there for the finals. Right. I think he didn't sustain that all the way through. Yeah, yeah, he had some good flashes. He is super shifty, Caleb Martin. Oh yeah, like, he honestly. had a couple drive. He had at least one drive tonight that was he avoided the charge that Jokic tried to take at stepping up and finished smooth. I mean, he's it's really cool. come into his own. Like the he again, they get a lot of credit anyway for their development. But like you know, guys like what what Duncan Robinson did, and even though I still think they gave him a raw deal and they should not have benched him the way they did anyway. But you see guys like him and Struess and and, and Gabe uh, Vincent really. Um, someone needs a lot of credit for that. And I'm going to go with the, you know, the heat development staff. Cause yeah, they- I mean, you should, I mean, I know you love looking at the biomechanics. You should slow down what Caleb Martin does, because I don't know if it's his ankle flexibility, but the way how bendy he is and how flexible he is in space, Yeah, you know, and, and the role players, they should be commended. I mean, there was people on major TV platforms, just, they were just going crazy at Max Struess for like 15 minutes straight, like just, condemning him and slandering him and i didn't think it should have took up that much tv time i don't know yep well caleb martin for the finals according to this finished with uh uh, this is four games he was shooting he's still shooting 45.5 percent from from three um gosh it doesn't feel like he didn't take a lot though but it didn't seem like he was still on that hot but yeah he shot amazing all all you know the whole um playoff series all the playoff rounds when in the regular season if you look at it um Flip this over here. He he shot what? Uh, Caleb Martin shot thirty five point six percent, which is a little bit below average. So, uh, you know, good for him for getting comfortable and figuring some things that some things out. Um, okay, let's get to our next super chat from Jalen Glenn. Thank you so much, Jalen. Uh, this might be I think this is your first super chat. Where are we? Yes, thank you so much. We here, here we go. Here, thank you. Um, hey coach, anyone ever tell you that you look like John Cusack? Your thoughts on the selfless coach hires? Who else would you add? You know, it's funny. I used to get a lot of different who I look like when I was younger, and it ran the gamut. It was very from like John Turturro to like Bruce Springsteen to you ever watch um, Billy from Melrose Place? Is that what it is? Billy? Mm-mm. You never watched Melrose Place? You're too old, too young. Um, Andrew Shue. I got that was my most normal one, which is really funny because Andrew Shue's sister Elizabeth Shue, who was an original Karate Kid, looks like my sister. So I've been dying to see what the Shue parents look like and see if they look like my parents because that was too. It was very uncanny. But uh, John Cusack, I don't think I've ever really gotten. Maybe maybe a couple times. And by the way, we're, we're both from Chicago, and um, I I came up through the improv uh, route, which is you know. John Cusack was in the orbit. He's a little older than I am, but kind of you know knew who he was from a long from an early age because he was an actor. Do you know who John Cusack is? I heard the name. Like like um, you know he was in every blockbuster for a while. But you know how about Air um, Con Air? Remember that movie? Yeah, I'm, uh, so he's in that. Um, but he's also in, in the, like some of his a great movie. Like uh, how about Say Anything? You ever see Say Anything? I mean, I could easily just Google him, right? Yeah, but Say Anything is a great movie about like a high school romance, you know, that's a Cameron Crowe movie, you know. He's also in a great movie called um, High Fidelity, takes place in Chicago. He's a record store owner. Jack Black is in that. You must know Jack Black, yeah, right? Yes, yes. Jack Black is is probably his best role he's ever been in, in High Fidelity, and John Cusack's a star. Great movie. 
So I listen, that's a that's a high compliment. So thank you, Jalen. Uh, my thoughts on the Celtics coach hires. So they brought in Lee, uh, Charles Lee, um, and I think that's going to help because you know when you thought when I looked at it the other day and you realize who he lost, who um, uh, Missoula lost, he lost Sotomayor. Um, oh my goodness, two other coaches with a lot of experience, all like right before the season started, whatever they had a chance, they didn't have a chance to really replace him. That's hard. That's a lot of brain drain right there uh, that he didn't have to help back him up. So this will help. And they and they, is there anybody else they hired? Did they, did they hire Sam Cassell? Am I bugging out? Oh, right yeah, now? that's right. Sam Cassell. So yeah. that's big. So those two are really going to help him. And, you know, here's the only problem is, is um, they're going to fire Missoula and just let Sam Cassell take over. That's my prediction. Yeah, I think that's an interesting and you know, could be true. If you're bringing him in, he's got a lot of experience. He's been on the short list for a while now on different head coaching jobs. Although I don't know if I even heard about him in any of the ones that came up this year. Um so, yeah, you have to wonder. I, I'm always concerned when a guy like that joins your staff. If I was a head coach and that's an assistant of mine, you know, like Frank Vogel has the same problem when, you know, they, he had uh, – oh, my goodness. Who Darvin Ham. Well, was it Darvin Ham? No. Um, is it Frank Vogel? Anyway, maybe it wasn't Frank Vogel. But um, somebody else had happened to. And they, by the way, well, David Blatt was one when they had Ty Lue was the highest paid assistant in the league, you know, and who also interviewed for the head coaching job. And instead of getting him the head coach, they gave him the assistant coach. That was weird. And that was the writing was on the wall. Um, so, yeah, you that be- team, that team did not get along with David Blatt. That's for sure. Yeah, he, he didn't help himself without question. But um, he if he could have just not if he could have figured something out there, he would have won the title instead of Ty Lue. But um I think, right? I mean, like, I know they had to come back from down 3-1, but, um, you know, it was pretty I'll, much the same team doing this very similar things. They they love David Blatt in Israel, I'll tell you that. Yeah. They yeah. were they, they were upset at LeBron when um that all that went down, but, you know, it yeah, is what it is. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. And I thought, and then the, uh, who else would I add? I mean, I, I think that's good. I think Cassell and Lee are good, uh, you know, fits there. And that's probably, you know, about all they're going to do in the margins. So, we we have to find out if they're going to do anything else personnel wise. I suppose they're going to shop and see if they can get a good deal for Jalen Brown. Yeah. Did you see the clip of KG and T Mac talking about how like players are overtrained and they're making the game too complicated and there's too many ISO dribble move combos? I didn't see that, but okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 I, I, I could probably, I, I understand that. I mean, you know, look at the best players. Even like Curry has gotten away from all the multi-dribble combo stuff and became more efficient in whatever that way as he got older. Doesn't do a lot of that stuff anymore. Um, yeah. And, you know, is he better? Like, you know, probably to some degree, although he's, you know, didn't wasn't great this year. But um, Steph was great this year, don't you think? You know what? I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, he, he was pretty he great. He was great in the last round, I think. That was probably, Oh, okay. Probably. In the regular season, I mean, he was. Yeah, he was great. Right? Yeah. So you're right. So again, in, in a much more efficient way, where you just have to waste a lot of extra energy with that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, I hear you. I, I would have liked to have been able to have. No, some- I, it wasn't me. You're not hearing me. You're hearing. Oh, me. I know. I hear you. You got to wonder, like, does T Mac just feel like, oh, I wish I could have been able to do that, and uh, now I'm mad that I because I didn't. I'm gonna just, you know. It's always like it's always like a fine line. Is it like an old head conversation or is it like truth? Yeah, and meanwhile, yeah. I can do an edit of T Mac doing all that stuff. What you said? All sorts of multi dribble isos all over the place. Yeah, I guess there wasn't the multitude of step back dribbles then as there was now. You know who had like a nice step back? Larry Bird. 
Nobody talks about that. I was watching some film lately. He had a few of them. Huh. I'm trying yeah. to like picture my mind's eye. Yeah, go go back and watch the video. He was he was doing it pretty yeah. often. Well, and remember, he doesn't need a, a vertical dip for the power anyway, so that when you're doing those and you're getting that dip from like behind your head and forward, yeah, you can still generate that power no matter what direction you're going, which is kind of nice. How much how similar were you feel like Jokic's form and Bird's form? I think Bird's was definitely quicker. That's yeah, sure. but Jokic is more on top of his head and Bird yeah. is more to the side. Ah, uh, okay, okay. But but there's something there, yeah. You know, high release and whatever. But uh, you know, obviously, Ben Bird was just a hundred times quicker on his. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that was part of it. Um, you know, but and, and out of the hand, you know, it was really pretty out of the hand, even though it was to the side of a bird. Um, I, I you know what? I, I gotta I gotta look more at Jokic's outside jumper. We don't see it a lot of the time, so I gotta kind of study it a little better. But but there, there's something there. But yeah, it's just a little bit different in terms of where the set point is. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, let's go to our next. We have a bunch of super chats to catch up to here. My goodness, uh, they all came in at once. Here, let's see here. The Drew Show, always a multiple super chatter. Thank you so much. I really think breaking Kevin Durant wants trade to Denver. <laughs> I think he's joking in the way that uh, you know, he wanted to get traded to the Warriors after the Warriors won. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, the Warriors lost, so um, that doesn't quite hold up. But um, but I think the point remains that Kevin Durant kind of takes a jump to other, you know, what he thinks is a better situation. Yeah, he moves around a lot. But so do a lot of the stars in the modern game. Look at Harden, look at Westbrook, look at Durant. Even LeBron played on three teams. So it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, now I'm sorry. Ky- Kyrie. I just saw that. Hang on. We got to send an email out. Chris is lurking out there. Let's uh, – Send him the invite here. Um, now we got. Let's get to another super chat because I think Drew Show's got another breaking news here. Breaking news: KD's burner accounts deny rumors. <laughs> right. Well, okay then. You know, K- I wonder how many KD uh, burner accounts there are these days. Oh, probably a bunch. Yeah. Anyhow, all right. Well, thank you, Drew. Really appreciate it. Look, I I never had a burner, but it sounds like fun though, actually. Yeah, and we have another uh, first uh, first time. <laughs> First time uh, super chat. My goodness, so so generous. Thank you so much, V Wallfall. Uh, would you ever consider doing more breakdowns of classic games from the seventies or eighties? So he says more breakdowns because he must know that I've done them a lot. And absolutely, I will try and get to some this, this off season. I don't know what happened last whatever few years. I love doing them, and uh, now that I'm in the mode of doing game breakdowns from the playoffs, it's like yeah, let's get to some more game stuff, uh, individual games from back in the day. Uh, I probably even have, uh, you know, even some of my uh, DVR right now. I got to capture and, uh, and and edit down. So yes, uh, for sure, great question. Um, and I want to get into. I want to go back in the fifties, even in sixties. We'll find some really interesting stuff there that we see today. Even like the same kind of offensive actions. All they that have, high post split stuff is from the sixties. They have full games from the fifties on YouTube. Um, it's harder from then, but they used to have more. And I had a library, and then I plugged in. I had a, a DVR or a, an eight, a hard drive plugged into my DVR. You know, an extra one, like way back in the day. And it like it like fell. It just started screaming one day, and then like broke. And I had all these old games on there from like every time, all different eras. But YouTube does have some stuff, so um, I could probably put cobble it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that classic NBA TV is still on. I feel like my DVR the other day, I saw, oh, there's a whole bunch that was recording without me even, you know, as a season pass to it. So, all right, let's get to Cuckoo Bluff. Uh, this is another another first time. Let's do another. Um... No, that's not a good one. Um... 
Thank you. This is your first super chat is from Cuckoo. Thank you so much, Cuckoo Bluff. More shekels to Brother Sella. <laughs> All righty. You got some shekels there. I, I do not know who that is, but he must know me from somewhere. So yeah, salute so to like you, it. man. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Thank Thanks you. for the shekels. That's right. L'chaim. L'chaim. Toda rabah. Um, the Drew Show is back. The breaking Kyrie heliocentrism is conspiracy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's another one. That's funny. Don't, don't uh, tell that to my guy Seth Part now. I think he coined the term, so it's not a wait, wait, what heliocentric heliocentric offense. Oh, really? I think so. Okay, yeah. but but why are you calling him Seth Part now? Is that like a new? Is that a funny way of saying his last name? Because oh, that's how I always said it whenever Part, he's been. Yeah, you because know, uh, you know before he was your guy, he was my guy. Well, sorry. <laughs> you can, you, what we can shout to Seth. We he'd be great to have on as a guest. On this live show. All right, well, all right. Should we, should we invite him right now? Um, all right. <laughs> we can have him on. Yeah, but we have to have Chris on first. Chris, Chris. Oh, man. Hey, how's it going? Representing Duke tonight. I don't know if we can have I don't know if we can handle that. That might not be okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. So where, the Wisconsin. Where, does, where, where where does Kyrie rank as an all-time Duke player? That's my question. Um he was well, like a he was a top five guy for me, but not but he didn't play it what, what did he play like seven games? Yeah, 11, 11 games. You had to read it on that, on what he did at Duke, right? And that's, oh, that's a good that's a good video for the offseason. Kyrie Irving at Duke. Oh, is there even enough, even in front of the seven games, to do anything from it? Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's eleven good. games, and it's 11. mainly most of the highlights is from the Michigan State. Did he deserve game, to go number crazy. one off seven games? It's a good video. Yeah, he did. He was clearly the best player. He got by his guy every single time. You know, it wasn't fair. It, it was funny though because people were like, "Why are they taking him?" You know, people, like who didn't really like weren't in the know. They were like, "What? Yeah. Like, what's going on?" Yeah, yeah. I I, re I recently heard a story of Derek Williams who went number two in that draft. He would not work out against Kawhi Leonard. Like they would he they could not get him in for a workout to work out against him, which kind of makes sense if you kind of how things played out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, especially because I think even at that point, Kawhi had the defensive reputation, right? They're like, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, yeah, you get those workouts. You don't want to go up against the guy. <laughs> like, like, another, so Actually, another video idea is um, Kawhi, like his progression from rookie season to his championship year, like how he got better every year. Yeah, that's really interesting because he took some crazy leaps. I called it too. So I, I okay. took I took some so much crap from from my I had an early take on that on Twitter about Kawhi being gonna be an all-star or whatever. And I and people, you know, people are people are mean, <laughs> really. Did you, did you think he was gonna be the best player on a championship team? Oh uh, boy, I, I have to remember or now that or that level. The comments you know? might remember. It was pretty um it was pretty like whatever it was was and uh, you know how I, on Twitter I'm different like I, I get out there uh, you know like like today at Denver could be an all time great team, um, and, and I'm not I, I but listen, listen I had the Harrison Barnes one that was really off right when I thought Harrison Barnes would be the best player in the Warriors after the 2013 season, but um, but but again that that was before Steph became Steph like we didn't know, but um, I know I was pretty bombastic with what I, my my take on Kawhi where he's going to be. I, I I definitely had a thing where he was going to be great. Uh, yeah, I'll look, maybe I can look it up while someone's talking just now, uh, if I can figure out how to do the uh, the. Uh, I think you, you, just, write, you just type that. your at name and then Kawhi after. Yeah, I want to do it. Up. No, there, you got to do it on the uh, desktop to search. Old yeah, tweets. I'll do that in a second. There's, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that the advanced Twitter search still works. Uh, you know, they should have it on. They should have it on mobile, though. It's annoying that you got. I know. I know. They, I, I've done it on mobile. You've done it, it on mobile. You know, 
if you know how to do it on mobile, you can type it in like with a certain from colon whatever. You can do it with like the weird keywords, but like I don't remember how to do it. You always forget. Just oh. just just search your well in the search bar. Just type your name, your at name, and then Kawhi after, and it'll bring up every yeah, single but, tweet. Yeah, but it, are you sure? And then you can scroll forever, but like you can also target a certain time frame if you wanted to, which is quick. Yeah, that too. You can do the time frame thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on desktop, but you can do it on a mobile if you know what that all that you know code. Elon got to figure it out, man. Yeah. Martin Jose, best friend of the breakdown. Thank you, Martin. Jamal Murray got to make All Star team next season. I, I mean, you know. For sure, he deserves to be an all-star, right? He, he might take another leap next year, which is kind of crazy to say, like because yeah. he'll be fully healthy from the first game out. Yeah, yeah. He, his career is really weird just because of he's had slow starts to seasons, and then for the past two seasons, he had the knee ACL thing. So, like, he should have been an all-star probably, you could probably say, like, three years ago, but it's just – Yeah, but it's also too many cards. Yeah, that too. Yeah, you're competing like they put Luca as a guard, right? Yeah, he's he's definitely a guard. Yeah, yeah. Right, Shea Gildish, um, Devin Booker, Dame, Chris Paul made one like two years ago. Like it's tough in the West. Uh, did you say Steph Curry? <laughs> Steph too. I forgot about Steph. Like it's 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 four four spots. SGA. Four SGA. Yeah, I said SGA. Um, yeah. Uh well next year and Edwards is gonna be is well he was this one he was is, one was he one this year? Is Wemby a guard? <laughs> Coach Oh year. Scoop Scoop might be. Uh you think well what do you mean like next year? Nah, he won't be. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, there's a lot of good talent um in the West. It's it's tough. But if he gets to uh a, a quick start next year, I see him, I can see him being an all-star. But he's definitely a playoff riser. Definitely I think Jokic right. would be more than happy letting Jamal Murray be considered the best player of that team. I think it wouldn't yeah. bother him at all, even though it won't happen. Because did you, did you see the, Did you see the clip of LeBron picking like uh, Jokic second to last in the All Star? No, you know what's crazy. About, you know what's crazy about that? I don't even think he picked him. I think Jokic forced him. Yeah, he like, just walked. He just walked out. He's like, he's like, yo, I'm not gonna be last. It was kind of funny. <laughs> He's like, Lowry isn't going to get picked over me. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen a stat, actually, now that I mentioned uh, Lowry Market. He's like the – he's in top – I think he's a top five most efficient player in the in the mid-range, I think. Or points per possession. What do, guys think, like what do you guys think about Kessler? Kessler Edwards? Um, I think he's going to be – he's one of the, like, a modern-age big just because he can move his feet yeah. on the perimeter. Yeah. Like Wait, so, he's okay. gonna be really good defensively. Yeah. Anyways, offensively, I don't know if he has the touch to be like a really good offensive player for a big. I think he'll just be okay. He's gonna catch the ball, finish. He's gonna be in like the sixties in percentage wise field goal. But well, you know. there's Walker Kessler. There's Kessler Edwards. I, I have to get you know. Wait, wait. Did I get him? Which which one? No, you're right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know you, you know who's gonna be, you know who could be really good with some all star potential. Jalen Williams on on the Thunder. Yeah, you know I gotta look at him a little bit more. Someone was telling me about him the other day, and I, I can't even picture him right now. Yeah, he's he's an interesting player because I don't know how to explain this. There's certain guys you can look. Well, for me, I look at their 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 body type, their build, and he kind of has like a weird build. 
So he doesn't really look like a guy who like stands out to me. But if you actually watch his game, he's he's pretty skilled for a rookie this year. And, 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 and a two-way two player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. He's going to be yeah. a, a really good player. I don't know if he's going to be an all-star in the West. I mean, this was be... his first season. And some yeah. of the stuff, he was it, he was doing some pretty impressive stuff this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got one for you guys. Wait, how do I open this? Uh, hang on for one second. Let me open this, and I will sh- I will put this on the screen. Oh, no, that's not it. Where is it? I just took a screenshot. Come on. Oh, here it is. All right, here it is, and let me share this. Here you go. This is one. It's not exactly what I was thinking of, but it's something. Um, I think it's – how about that? Wow. Mm, 2013. <laughs> Yeah. You remember that 2013, Chris? No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Oh. <laughs> so there was, a, there, you know, and he was on my favorite players list. It, it, I could see some other tweets around that time, too. So before we got to 13, 14, but by the way, that might not even be a big deal because by 2013, they'd already made the finals and should have won, right, against the Heat. And um, we're coming back. Yeah. But um, I swear in the, you know, a year before that, I was already, I'll, I'll have to find it, but there's something there. Um, anyhow, all right, let's get rid of that one. Let's do this. Let's stop the Okay. Oh my goodness. Where's my stop the screen? Remove. Okay. Uh, the Drew Show, thank you so much. Uh, great season, coach. We're all in on to next year. But let's not forget, there's a lot of stuff going on all summer long that I'll be busy with doing in terms of, you know, I'll do some retro breakdowns. We'll have some trades, some draft, um, free agency, all that stuff. Um, Chris, there's somebody named Chris who's asking if they think they, they, they fire Missoula. Oh, I think he's responding to somebody else. Yeah, no, that was me. But like, but you're not at. You don't think that they're gonna fire Missoula? Um, I don't think so. I think if they were gonna fire him, they would have done it by the end of the season. They, they would have already fired him for that question. Yeah. But let's get to DTG. Thank you so much. Watching Denver's uh, story unfold over the last few years should give the small market fans among us hope. Take that, mainstream national sports media. I gotta tell you, it was a pretty big failure from a lot of the national sports media that I see out there. Uh, their takes on Denver, the dismissal of them. I mean, I know they're probably just trying to get some way to drum up likes and clicks and whatever, but um, you know, you gotta give people uh the respect that they deserve. Yeah, I mean in, I mean Milwaukee won like two years ago, right? They were a small market team, so it's yep. not like this is... if you have a good they have a top three top five player at any given point in time. So, I mean, what are the big market teams? Is Golden State even like, yeah, they're big market. market. I feel like, I feel like you only call them a big market because of who they have on the team now, but are they actually a big market? Like, like the heat aren't a big market, but then people probably felt that way when LeBron and D Wade were there. You know what I mean? Well, I think the, um, the Warriors because like LeBron, LeBron is like his own market and Steph Curry is like his own market, you know? Well, they moved to San Francisco, so they're definitely a big market now, right? Maybe when they were in Oakland. I look at, like, L.A., Chicago, New York. Like, those are definitely big markets. Like, Dallas, yeah. Houston. San Francisco is still, you know, that's a big market, too. Okay. You got to get that. I think you got to include them. Now, like, is Miami a big market? Philly, Boston, definitely. Yeah. You is know? Miami? No, they're... I don't think so. I don't think so. They, right. they don't operate like one i guess you can kind of yeah say. I, I, even when you're there the feel is like more family i don't know it's like it's not that big market feel all right well we have a we have an interesting comment i'll throw it up there i did a breakdown and highlighted bird step back years ago 
I don't even remember that. Well, I guess I did. So uh, there it is. You did do a you did do a video on Bird. I don't remember this. So step. at the end of the day, I compared Tom him to LeBron. I think. I think you said you, he was better or something like that. <laughs> I might have said okay. uh, you. You said you would lean towards. I think you were comparing the MVP seasons or something like that. I think you said you would lean towards Bird or something. Well, like when, that. when when LeBron only had two championships, I mean, it was a conversation. Yeah. yeah, maybe, and that was it. Was a while ago. I, I think I, I, my memory only was about the passing, at least. Where, like, I, the point I try to make was LeBron throws the pass on time. Bird throws it before the guy's there. Like he sees it even ahead of that. He, he passes him open more. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And he leads him more, and it's like he's throwing it before the, you know anybody else would be throwing it. Yeah, um, and that was a subtle but you know important difference. It felt like uh, to me. Um, but anyhow, uh, I'll have to go back and try and find that one. But Andrew Zoo, best friend of the breakdown. Thank you, Andrew. Denver's chemistry was perfect. The role players accepted their roles and were hungry, unlike my Warriors. Uh, yeah, it's a really good point. Jeff Green played better uh, until he got abused on the defense a little bit. But uh, I thought in game four, he just was not – he was out of it. Like, this wasn't focused. And at least today, he gave him some good minutes early. He was scoring nicely on some cuts, um, and they got what they needed out of him, uh, which is important. Uh, to hold it together until they can take control at the end. Do you know what I think, like, um, helped Denver win this game? It was probably five minutes left. Someone shoots a three, and I think they only hit backboard, and Bruce Brown gets the offensive rebound. Yeah. Puts it back in. I think that was it. Once he got that, I knew Denver was going to win. That's just, you know what that is? That's an accumulation of good habits over time by Bruce yeah. Brown. It's yeah. like they always get these plays that, either stop the momentum or continue the momentum for them for themselves it's they have well he's good lowry right yeah exactly exactly lowry does all those little things he got that tip out that got in the ball again and guess who didn't block him guess who didn't block bruce brown out for that rebound lowry lowry Lowry. yeah he went in there he was mixing it up he kind of like just he was trying to get in there he wasn't like he didn't go for the rebound but he didn't get anywhere near his man that just waltzed right in there for that putback so that really killed him um and you know it, it it's tough because he's good. He's usually really good about that stuff. And um, it's hard to sort of every time to do it. But when they, if the coaching staff's going to look at the the heat coaching staff's going to go through the film, they're going to look at that and be like, uh, and, and, you know, listen, Lowry was great for them and really did well offensively and did things they needed him to do. But again, that's, that's probably the position I want to upgrade. Uh, if I, if I could a younger version of that, someone who can do more athletically now. Um, and Lowry could probably still help a good team. You know, there's still some value there. As a as in that same role for a good team, how much does he make a year? Like thirty a something. A lot. Let's see. Lowry. Yeah. Lowry makes. Um, dum, 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 dum. Is he under? Is he under contract for next year? Let's see here. Uh, yeah. So for twenty three, twenty four, he made twenty nine point six million dollars. Yeah. I think he's a free agent. Yeah, coming off the bench. Ooh. That's Ooh. a lot of money, but. He won't get that much money in the free agency, but he'll get, you know, he could get 18. Oh, I was going to say like 12. Yeah. <laughs> depending on the team, depending on the team. Yeah. Uh, but we have Anthony Scats. Thank you so much, Anthony. Predictions to what Denver does in free agency. Um, interesting. Do we, are we, do we know what the layout is for them right now? I mean, I know Bruce Brown's a free agent. So he's going to make, he's going to make a lot of money. He, and all, you know, just for plays like that in the final game, like uh, you're talking about, like that sticks in people's mind. Yeah. And on top of that, he fits with any NBA team, like all 30 of them. Like everybody could use a Bruce Brown type player. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Jeff Green looks like he's a free agent as well. Um, I think uh, he may retire, though. Like, that isn't isn't Jeff Green like yeah. 37? But, you know, he's still athletic. Like, he's, like, in his younger 30s. Yeah. But he has yeah. his moments. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, why not? Why not retire on a championship, right? Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, he'll be 37 at some point next year. Um, yeah, and then who else are we thinking about? Uh, I mean, obviously – Brown is still under contract. Braun Brown is still under contract. Oh, he's gonna, yeah, he's a rookie. He, so. his, that 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 contract's gonna be really yeah. good for them. Like yeah. to have a contributor on a rookie yeah. deal. And his role will go up. So if they lose whatever, he'll just get more minutes anyway, and that'll help. I um, mean, if the shooting improves, it's he's gonna be big, 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 big for them. Yeah, and same with Brown. Brown needs to improve. Like, wait, what? What did Bruce Brown shoot from? Three? Oh no, nah, he he can shoot. Bruce Brown. He had shoot. a he had an off game tonight, but his shooting has gotten better. Yeah, well, in Brooklyn, in 72 games uh, in 21-22, he, he actually shot 40%. Mm-hmm. Hardly yeah. any, didn't take any. He yeah, doubled yeah. that amount this you past know, year. He played center there. So part of the re- He played yeah, center in Brooklyn. Yeah. So anyway, the point being that, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's fine. He's fine with a lot of room that will probably continue to improve uh, depending on where he goes. So, yeah, Brown is huge for, for, any, <laughs> for anybody. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get to our next super chat. We got, I guess, you know, we're getting long in the tooth here, but let's finish out the, at least the, the, the questions. Andrew Zhu, thank you, thank you, thank you. Boston going all in uh, on Charles Lee and Sam Cassell. Yeah, adding them. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to help uh, really shore some things up. Those guys have a lot, of, a lot of experience. Yeah, and I feel Sam Cassell with his mid-range game and his point guard play is going to really help this team because that's what Boston needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard Sam Cassell was instrumental. Guys, in- you guys did not listen to what I just said because you wouldn't agree with me. I, was, I said Sam Cassell, mid-range shooting. He's not he a wasn't player. A, he wasn't on getting on the hip and shooting that little – that's not him. What I'm saying is I was saying as a player, but you guys didn't even get the joke. Go ahead, man. What I'm sorry. Hell? He wasn't – that's all, that's all he did was uh, mid-range pull-ups. Yeah. If anybody in the comments understood what I did there, just – Drop a comment. I was saying that Sam Cassell is going to add mid-range shooting to the cell. He's a coach, though. How, how could he add mid-range? Oh, I thought you meant like never mind. Go player well, development. Him with, like, with Harden doing that. You know that that famous clip of him doing that. Yeah. He's trying to show nah, that, that Harden. That was what, that was funny because, and I, I'm not even mad for James Harden for this, but Sam Cassell was teaching them how to like fo- follow his own rebound. <laughs> Harden was like, "Yo, what, what do you, what do you, what do you mean?" <laughs> you know that that was what he did in college. Sam Cassell probably did that drill in 1990. You know, <laughs> and it's like, all right, I guess. But man, that that by the way, there's a notion of Sam Cassell, a lot of experience, and, and it's been a lot of different benches, and that's going to really help in the in-game stuff. But yeah. I, I, when I saw something like that, I'm like, I don't know about anything else, like any kind of player development. I, I think maybe he'd be better off just getting on the whiteboard and drawing some plays up and focusing on that. Well, uh, yeah, supposedly he really helped Shea out his rookie year, Shea Gildas. That's why he kind of oh. developed into a really uh, well, a decent point guard. Well, and I think probably Chris Paul helped the year after as well. And he got All right. Well, then, you know, we'll have to find out if his, if his, what his trainer says about that over here. I'll, I'll go ask him. Um, anyhow, Creme Fresh, we've been next uh, Super Chat. Creme Fresh, thank you so much for the Super Chat. I really appreciate that. Uh, do you think that the 2018 Rockets would have won it all without Golden State and thoughts on their style of play and if they have a chance versus the Nuggets? First of all, that the Rockets team would have won anyway if Chris Paul doesn't go get hurt. You think They're so? They won. Mm, right? Maybe, maybe. I mean, the other team had Kevin Durant and Steph Curry still. Yeah, but they, and, and they went 0 for 27 from three in the game in game seven. So, you know, and, and all those things, like they were right there. They had it. 
which would have been just devastating for the Warriors who have lost with that team, right? But they had it. So, um, yeah, they, they would have won it all, I think. And then, by the way, had they gotten past them, I don't think that they lose it to anybody. Who would they have played? They would have played, what, Cleveland? Uh, in 2018? Well, it wasn't the, the Raptors. It was, it was uh, the, 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 the Cavs. Yeah. They, you think LeBron loses to, to Harden? Oh, uh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> who, who would have, who would have guarded uh, LeBron? Um, PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker or Ariza, maybe? A younger PJ Tucker and a young and Ariza at the end. Um, interesting. Maybe a Daniel House. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess it could be worth looking at how the, the 2018 Cavs defended the three. Would that be indicative of anything? Yeah, but it. I think it would probably be easier to guard that team because there wasn't a lot of movement in the offense. Not like the Warriors off-ball stuff. Like a lot of it was ISO. Remember, wasn't that that year? Harden just went ISO crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and just driving, man, driving, did he do it? And then he did. Were they at it? Yeah. Let's just see here. Um, can I do it this way? If I go overall opponent shooting, uh, the 2018 playoff. No, we want to do the regular season. So the 2017-18 season opponent shooting. Uh, can I do it? Uh, it's going to break it into above the break and corner three. But let's just see here where the Cavs rank. Um, in defending, actually, they were pretty good at uh, defending. The, the opponent shooting above the break three was not was was low, so they were pretty good at that one. Let's see the corner threes, but the corner threes they gave up the highest percentage of corner threes of anybody in the league, and that's um, what, and, mostly what Houston and, and took. They gave up a lot of them, so that's interesting. Hmm. But I don't know. So maybe they don't win that one, but they really had the Warriors. I'll tell you that. Hmm. Yeah, all right. Let's keep it really good. I mean, you guys remember that, right? I mean, they had the, the Warriors were like, you know, needed uh, needed some serious uh, amazingness to, to come back on that one. All right, yeah. uh, and that was uh, our first super chat, by the way, from Creme Fresh. Thank you so much. Thank we, you. We didn't. Uh, uh, let's see. We're now. No, that's not a good one. <laughs> all right, there we go. Okay, James Connor. Thank you so much, James. Murray is up for a contract in 2025. Do you see them moving on from Gordon or Porter Jr. to resign Murray? I wonder if this is Porter Jr.'s ceiling. I I, mean, I don't know. I, I, can they keep them all together for for longer than that? Um, if the owner is willing to pay the tax, right? If they keep winning. Yeah, it's a big tax though, because you're going to have to yeah. have Jokic and, and you know, and Murray would be a big contract. They all would. This is what happens when you win a title. Porter Jr. suddenly. I mean, I don't know. Is this contract favorable right now? Is he, it probably doesn't. Make uh, he didn't he sign one two years ago? Was it? Michael it Porter years Jr. Years makes um, 28, 28 million a year. Something is, like that. is Jokic the most untradable player in the NBA? He made Porter Jr. this year made uh, thirty point nine. Oh, and then next year it goes to 33.3, then 35.8, then 38.3, then 40 at oh, the 26-37 wow. season. So he's signed. They have him. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a tough decision if Murray comes up in the middle of that. Um, they, maybe they trade Michael Porter Jr. before they have to deal with that, right? Yeah. I'd probably say they, they probably trade him before Gordon just because of they can probably replace the shooting of Michael yeah. Porter. But they, a I don't, six ten shooters. Four, I don't think, right? Say it again. They can't keep all four. Uh, they no, can't they can't. Not possible. with the new rules. Not with the new rules. It's it's nearly impossible. I mean, I mean, I, I, by the way, they could, right? It's mathematically possible, 
but it would be they would like, it would go bankrupt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, John would have to take um, a pay cut. So that's the thing. But they'll have how many years? Uh, so Murray, they have what two more it's seasons two, with Murray? Well, it's two years. So next, well, it's the end of next year is when the new CBA starts. All right, so they'll have two seasons probably where they can keep this core together and then win another one or two or whatever, and then we'll find out if they can. But yeah, and they they deserve to at least keep it together that long. But that's probably you know the, the, this is what the NBA is like. You'll you'll have that window, and and we'll see. And again, you know, injuries are always an, is, an issue, so we got to see how that works. Uh, Andre Henry, thank you so much. Favorite moment from the NBA this year? Mine was Raymond <laughs> stomping Sabonis. I, I, by the way, that might have been my favorite video to edit. But it didn't even do that well. But like, I had a great time using uh, "Wrecking Ball" as the song. Did he like, like I, edit it to where when it the beat dropped or something, he stomped on his chest? Or am I imagining it like that? a wrecking ball? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was good. It was really, people go back and watch that one. I don't think it did as well as the other ones for whatever reason. You should watch it. It was good. Um, I don't know if that was my favorite, but what about you guys? What was your favorite moment from the, from the season? You can go, Chris. Um, mine was. LeBron after he got fouled in Boston and they didn't call it and he was just he did his all his whole thing in the middle of the court just crying yeah it was great I just mine, saw that up in my timeline today did you see that yeah mine, mine was Luca when he made that shot and he was dancing around ecstatic. the one from the the free throw line where he like yeah, he, yeah, did he miss it on purpose and grab it yeah and, exactly yeah. he was going was, he was like <laughs> that was funny I watched that game live. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was hilarious. I'm kind of looking right now through all my videos this year to see if anything jumps out at me, but I don't even know. Um, you know, um, I mean, you know what my favorite part of the NBA season might have been. Um, I I don't know if you guys saw. I interviewed Dame. Uh, I had a one on one. That that was that might have been the, like the best highlight I had. I think this year just because it was it was like a. It all came together in an interesting way where I ran into him and then he, you know, I listen, I've known Dame for a while, but you never know if anybody remembers you, right? And not only did he remember me when I saw him, he remembered exactly what we had talked about in the first interview I did with him in 2014, better than I did, like, you know, mm. so, and then, what you know, that? what's that? What was, what did you guys talk about? Oh, in the first interview, we talked about shooting. We were talking about, you know, uh, the dip and the turn and all the different things I was really, you know, into back then and trying to get all that information out. And he was great. It was in, it was in the locker room of the Sacramento Kings because that's where they were playing when I was up there covering that game. And, that yeah, it was 2014, maybe, 2015, whatever it was. And um, – but, I mean, we, we actually had spent time, like, during the summer league when he was – maybe a rookie or whatever uh, then too. So at any rate, um, it was, that was probably my favorite moment, which is like being able to see him again, connect, uh, do the interview. And he, he made special time to do it for me. Uh, and then uh, we did it. We, I did the handshake with him. That was really smooth. That was, that was probably my, <laughs> my, my, my uh, crowning achievement of the season uh, and everyone that people noticed. So anyway, that's, that's my take. Yeah. I hear Dame is a pretty thoughtful guy. Yeah, he's, he is. And by the way, I mean, you, you have to be so like to be a guy who's going to pull up from 25 and not pass the ball like in a possession and just just pull up from that far. You got to be like the best teammate of all time because your teammates are going to get really pissed at you if you do that too often. First of all, you got to make enough of them. And then second of all, you got to be really nice because they'll keep playing and be, you know, your uh, friends with you because otherwise they're just going to be so pissed. So uh, it's Steph Curry is the same way now, like. Russell Westbrook isn't necessarily that kind of guy. And he would do those sometimes, especially in the, even the mid-range stuff. And that could engender some ill will. I just remembered uh, someone that came up on the timeline maybe yesterday 
uh, Russ, maybe it was a preseason or was it in the regular season this year with the Lakers? They're up by one. Oh, I know what you're talking about. In the announcer. (laughs) There might not even be a shot clock anymore, and he just shoots it, (laughs) and they lose. Um, Literally, yeah, I think – I don't know if it's the same clip or the same play, but he takes the mid-range, and, like, AD AD is at the wing, and LeBron's at the top of the key, and literally the whole crowd and the announcers – they're like, oh no, Russ, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah. he completely bricks it on the backboard. It was bad. Was that, uh, was that a preseason game or a regular season? Do you remember? I think that was a regular season game. Okay. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So, anyhow, crazy, crazy, good times. Hashtag good times. Creme Fresh is back with us. Thank you again. James Harden to the Suns. Well, no, I thought it's only the Rockets where he's staying, right? I believe so. I heard. I mean, I'm hearing a new rumor. I guess that he, this, the Suns, he has interest in the Suns. He did go to college in Phoenix, Arizona State. He did. He did. I remember. I was on the one on the bandwagon for Harden early, uh, coming out of Arizona State. I think he was a Pac-10 Player of the Year, and I was like, you guys gotta watch out for this guy. He was a serious, you know, bucket, um, and that came true. So uh, I, I mean, Harden to the Suns, and then that, that they get rid of, um, you know, CP3. Yeah, they, that they weren't too happy with each other at the end of their time in Houston. You you're talking about KD? No, I'm talking about Harden and CP3. Right, without question. But then, what about what about KD and Harden? I think they're fine. I think they're fine. I think Harden and Kyrie didn't really. Yeah, match. they didn't like each other yeah. at all. And and allegedly, the teammates liked Harden more than Kyrie. There was someone report. Was I someone always hear good things about Harden. Like, yeah, people like. People like I think it was. I think it was Bruce Brown. He said after Harden not, left. Actually, no, but, it was someone else. He said but after not, Harden left. Yeah, but not only him. Room, yeah, but not only him. Like people like Harden. Like they like. Yeah. 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 They 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 like his energy or whatever he brings yeah, to the yeah. locker room. He doesn't like talking to the media that much. I'll tell you that. But he, Harden, people, I got a one on one with him once. Nice. That was exciting. That was, and that, by the way, again, another one of those things where, again, he's a very nice guy too, where he was on the, this is actually in the middle. It's like 2015. He was already like, you know, on his way of being awesome. And uh, he was sitting on the end of the bench after the shoot around. You know, this is back in the day. This is before COVID. Just so you understand how like getting these interviews now, you can't get this anymore. Like they don't really have shoot around. You don't have the, the press that gets to kind of walk around. And it really sucks because that was how I would do all these. So he's sitting in the far end in the UCLA gym and like, you know, no one's really around him, and uh, PR people aren't really around. So I'm kind of like, kind of inching over. I'm like, "Hey, James, how you doing?" Like, I don't know if he knows me or knows what. And I'm like, "Do you want to do an interview?" He kind of just stares at me, stares at me. I'm getting closer, closer. He's not really responding. And finally, I think maybe he kind of nodded. And then, yeah, you know, next thing you know, I sat down. We did a great interview. That one didn't even get that many views. It's weird. My my one on one interviews with NBA players never get a ton of views, and I, for the life of me, don't understand why. Because I think they're used to your videos and you breaking down videos. So sometimes when people get something they're not used to, they don't know how to react to it. I mean, I guess that's true. I mean, obviously what they want to watch is the, is the NBA footage and me breaking right. it. Down. No, it's right, like, right, right. Yeah. But anyway, but it's all it's all good. Listen, we have um, – oh, and Cheeto remembers this one that was nonchalant with Coach Nick. Yeah, I mean, I, he, right, I don't know how into it he was, but he definitely, like, engaged with some of the shooting stuff. He really under, like seemed like that. But Oh, I remember that. Is that the one where you were talking about the one motion shot? 
one motion shot and then like drawing fouls. I actually was like, I started talking about drawing fouls. That was way before he was triggering everybody with getting the fouls. Yeah. And, uh, but it was kind of already happening. We were kind of asking about, it. I believe that was one of the questions too. So yeah, no, I mean that, that was uh yeah. And by the way, it's funny to be me asking questions like that, or even like the footwork questions I'll do sometimes. I mean, I'll never forget talking to Paul George at one point around that era and like Lance Stevenson staring at me with the most ridiculous look on his face. Like, what are you doing asking us about that? Like nobody does. It was, it was kind of cool, but also like funny because, you know, I, I was, I remember going over with Paul George, like left, right versus right, left. And I'm sure Lance Stevenson probably had never even conceived of, he just did whatever he did. Um, so it was really funny though. Cause I remember he's just staring, you know, like Lance would do, he's just staring at me. I can see him out of the corner of my eye while I'm talking. You're to talking Paul. about like coming off a curl, like yeah, inside foot, exactly. inside foot. Like, how do you know you I'm, want to shoot it versus drive? I mean, or whatever? Lance went to basketball camp. I'm sure he learned that at some point. Yeah, but anyway, it was cool. Let me know I was on the right track. But listen, we got our last super chat of the season, I suppose we'll call it, is from Module Cell. Wow. I think this is probably his first one. This is probably the highest one we've ever gotten. So uh, I don't know how else to thank you besides saying it. Uh, thank you, thank you, my goodness. Uh, great coverage of these postseason games. The breakdowns were on point. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, listen, uh, I, this is the moment where I think we're going to have to say goodnight to everybody. You guys are, you know, it's late for you and, um, and, uh, you know, the season's over. It's hard to believe, uh, what, what a year. Uh, and I, you know, thank you, Chris, for being part of this. I'm really glad that we were able to connect with you and find you before I realized that somebody might come on the show and flash nudity and get me banned. <laughs> so we can't let him do that anymore. But uh I'm glad that you guys can be here. And then combo, uh same thing to have you here and, and you really forced me to do these, right? I, I was like, eh, all right, we'll do them. And next thing you know, here we are. Uh and they've been really great. So thank you so much for that. Um I appreciate you, know, you um opening your platform up to me, man. It's it's been great. Absolutely. It's always great. It's always great talking basketball with you and Chris. Absolutely. And, you know, and I'm glad I could do it and, and get people to you know listen to us and, 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 you know, get a little deeper insight and everything. It's been amazing. So uh, thank you, everybody out there for being part of this. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Module Cell. Again, I wish I could do. I tell you, in Module Cell, email me and uh, I'll send you a shirt at the very least. Uh, so, uh, you know, Coach Nick at bballbreakdown.com. I'm sure you're going to be the one who's emailed me. No one else will. Um, and let me know and I'll, I'll get you a shirt. Uh, and thank you, everyone else, for for just being part of this this community. It's really it keeps growing, and every year, over and over, it's it's just amazing to me. Oh, wait a minute, we get okay. Let, we got to finish on a good note here. Lobster is <laughs> back. I am lobster. Thank you so much, lobster, uh, for that too. What a great way to end this. So I don't feel I'm not going to start crying. I'll I'll laugh. Um, but let's do it, guys. <laughs> we got to do our the sign off, right? We're going to time it right. So. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, just another another amazing thing for all you guys who are there. Uh, and don't forget, sports fans, at Beatball Breakdown, we're not a channel, we're a conversation. You in? Are you in, guys? Yes, sir. I'm in.